0: Uh, Today's text is this passage of Scripture from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. And the title of the sermon today is, Paving the Way. Paving the Way. You know, with all due respect to John and Simon Peter, when I read the story of the resurrection, my attention focuses first of all on Jesus, but then secondly, on the women in the text, In particular, in today's gospel reading from John on Mary Magdalene. And the reason why I find myself focused so much on the women in the text is because they're such unlikely heroes in the story. They're the first witnesses to the resurrection. They're the first proclaimers of the risen Christ. And and yet, in Jesus' day, women were not held in the same regard as men Uh, women were not considered equal to men they were considered of less importance than men just to give you an example in the time of jesus women weren't allowed to participate in worship in the synagogue and in jesus day women could only go into the temple as far as the court of the women but they could go no further In Jesus' day, a woman could not touch the Scripture because to touch the Scripture would have been to defile the sacred writings. And women in Jesus' day uh, were not considered to be trustworthy at all, and that's why their testimony was not admissible in court. Women were considered less than. And yet Jesus didn't treat women that way at all. Jesus valued women. Jesus validated women. Jesus empowered women. And they were important to Jesus' ministry here on earth. And you would like to think that because Jesus valued women and because Jesus validated women and because Jesus empowered women the way that he did, that long time ago we would have gotten over this idea that women are somehow inferior or less than their men counterparts. But unfortunately, that is still not true today. The wheels of progress are really slow sometimes. And I was thinking about that because I don't know if you know this, but tomorrow is the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon is the oldest annual marathon in the entire world. It's been going on since eight, 1997 but did you know that for the first 75 years of the Boston Marathon women were not allowed to participate and the reason why women were not allowed to participate this is a matter of public record people said that 26.2 miles is just too long and too hard for fragile women Tomorrow marks the 50th anniversary that women were officially allowed to participate in the Boston Marathon, but it wasn't 50 years ago that the first woman participated because women participated before they would allow them to participate. There was a woman by the name of Roberta Gibb when she tried to get a bib to run the Boston Marathon and they wouldn't let her because of her gender. She hid in the bushes and after the race began she jumped out of the bushes and she ran the entire 26.2 miles. Then the following year a woman tried to enter the marathon and, and she decided to use her initials instead of her first name in the hopes that nobody would figure out that she was female She started running the race, and when the race organized, realized that there was a female running the race, they tried to take her out. This woman, Catherine Switzer's boyfriend, decided to take a few of them out, and Catherine finished the race. You know, tomorrow, when they run the Boston Marathon, about half of the people who participate will be women. And did you know this, that there's some studies out there that I found online this past week that when you look at the elite runners, the best of the women and the best of the men, that the women are closing the gap in the time that it takes to finish the marathon as their male counterparts. Pretty good, I would think, for a bunch of fragile women, right? Well... I couldn't help but think about that because Mary is such an unlikely person that that Jesus would come to. Uh, She was considered uh, being overlooked. She was used to being ignored. And yet Jesus chose her to be the first proclaimer of the resurrected Christ. Let's get back to Mary and look at what happened in the text this morning. The first thing that it says is that Mary arrived at the tomb alone. Now, I think that's important. The only other time that Mary is mentioned in John's gospel at all, Mary Magdalene is at the cross where she is with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary, the wife of Clopas. And and they are at the crucifixion when Jesus breathes his last. Even if you look at all of the other gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the only other time outside of the resurrection story that Mary Magdalene is mentioned is in Luke chapter 8. And we're told that there, this was a woman who was possessed by seven demons, and and Jesus came and healed her. Mary, we're told, arrives at the tomb that morning alone. Why did she come? Well, we might have thought maybe she came to roll the tomb away, but since Mary is the only one in John's gospel who arrives at the tomb that morning, chances are that she did not come by herself expecting that she alone would be able to roll that tomb away. We might assume that Mary came to the tomb that morning because she was going to anoint Jesus's body. Uh, Maybe they didn't have time to anoint him uh, before they placed him in the tomb just prior to the Sabbath beginning, And, and yet According to John, he doesn't tell us that she arrived with anointing spices at all. I can't help but wonder if the reason why Mary Magdalene came to the tomb that morning is just because she wanted to grieve. It's just because she wanted to to spend some time trying to make sense of everything that had happened. I have a dear friend who lost his wife several years ago to cancer. And when he buried her, he purchased a granite uh, bench that placed right beside her grave. And the last time he and I talked about it, every single day, he still goes out to that bench. And he sits there. And he has a time where he communes with his departed wife. I don't know why you came to this empty tomb on this Easter day. Maybe you came because your parents made you. Maybe you came because you've got a brand new Easter outfit and you just couldn't wait to show it off to everybody. Maybe you came because it's just what you always do on Easter Sunday Uh, Maybe you came because you really believe that He is risen. He is risen indeed. And that because He lives, you can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because we know He holds the future. Life is worth the living just because He lives. I don't know why you came here this morning. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself by saying this. I trust that the same risen Savior that came to Mary Magdalene on that first Easter morning stands ready to come and be with you today. The second thing that I notice about this text is that Uh, John says that Mary Magdalene came while it was still dark now if you start to read all of the gospel stories you'll begin to notice that there's some differences between uh, the way that Matthew Mark Luke and John tell the story of the resurrection and one of the differences is is that John is the only one that says that Mary Magdalene came while it was still dark and, and John may have very well meant that when she came while it was still dark, that it was just before the sun had begun to rise. But John also likes to use language in, in symbolic ways. And, and so one of the ways that John talks about darkness in his gospel is that darkness is a symbol of rejection. Or, or darkness is a symbol of uh, a lack of understanding or ignorance, if you will. And I think that's exactly what is happening here in this particular passage. This darkness, Mary coming while it was still dark, is symbolic of her inability at this point to as yet clearly understand what has happened. She came to the tomb that morning and when she saw that the stone had been rolled away, she did not immediately assume resurrection. She immediately assumed theft. And, and so she just didn't understand at this point what was happening. And I wonder, as we come together at the empty tomb on this Easter morning, are there some of us within the sound of my voice that have arrived in darkness as well? It could be the darkness of rejection. You just don't feel like that God cares about your life or that God understands what you're going through or you just don't feel like God's paying any attention to you or you may have arrived here on this Easter morning at this empty tomb with with these darkness that symbolized by your lack of understanding this this whole faith thing doesn't make sense it just it doesn't seem to add up Maybe your darkness this morning is that there's a habit that you still can't shake or or a loneliness that that you still can't shake. Or or maybe your your darkness is um, something, a memory from your past that you just can't let go. Or maybe it's that your life feels like it's spiraling and it will not slow. I don't know what darkness you may or may not be in as you gather together at this empty tomb today on this Easter Sunday. But I may be getting ahead of myself again by saying that the same Jesus that came to Mary when she didn't quite understand when she was still in darkness that same resurrected Christ will come to you too. You see, our faith was born in a graveyard when everything looked hopeless and lost. When everything appeared dark. Well, Mary Magdalene runs back and she gets Peter and John. And again, with all due respect to them, I'm not going to kind of go into what happened to them. They come, they don't really understand, they leave. And then Mary is back. She had run all the way to get the disciples. Fragile, though she must have been, right? And then run all the way back after the disciples ran. And then after they had left to go home, not even understanding what happened, Mary remains at the tomb and we're told that two angels and then Jesus himself appeared to this woman. They didn't appear to Peter, the rock on which Christ said he would build his church. They didn't first appear to John, the disciple that seemed to think that Jesus loved him More than anybody else. They appeared. To Mary. So many people in her day. Would have ignored her. Overlooked her. Discounted her. But Jesus. Revealed himself to her. And he called her. By name. When my mother was nearing her death last summer, one of the things that I decided to do uh, while she could still communicate was I took a video, my camera out, and I asked my mother to say my name. And every once in a while I go back when I want to be reminded of what mama sounds like and I play that video. Can you imagine how sweet it sounds like to hear Jesus call you by name? I am so grateful that Jesus comes to the people who feel ignored and overlooked and discounted. People like Mary Magdalene. For this woman, being the first proclaimer of the risen Christ, paved the way for all of us to come to faith. Thanks be to God.